Welcome to Interculture Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode. This is Jenna. This is Ibrahim. Thanks for tuning in. So, what's new? Finally, they came to a decision of doing an election in Turkey on May. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a big thing right now. I didn't hear about this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's on May 14th. So, wait, the presidential election? Yeah, presidential election. So, what are the odds of um, Erdogan coming back in again? Well, people are not happy about it, but I think he has he has a chance to win. Oh, really? Yes. That's pretty disappointing. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me about it. Well, I don't mean to be political, but he is not doing great things when it comes to the economy, freedom of speech for the press, and... Well, it seems he doesn't care about anything at all. Any of that, what you said about, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah. He just wants to win again because I think he knows if he's not elected, the person who replaces him is going to put him in a court. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They're going to try. So, you know what Trump said? Trying to like prosecute Hillary. Oh, I thought you were going to say how they tried to prosecute Trump here, which he's still entangled in legal battles right now. Yeah. yeah but before he was elected, he's, he said he was going to have Hillary Clinton prosecuted. These two topics are not relevant to each other, but... Well, Trump and Erdogan, they have some similarities. I wouldn't call them... They like, have a lot of similarities. Trump is a little more unhinged, but uh, I did hear some talk about, you know, the RNC and if Trump is really going to be a viable candidate for the Republican Party. And their problem is that he can get the no support to be the nominee, but he probably won't win. And so mm -hmm. Grandel Party is uh, struggling with this right now that Trump is too popular, but everyone hates him, <laughs> you know, so. The biggest difference between him and Erdogan is he's the only candidate and everybody loves him. Uh, it's unfortunate the way people are swayed by these cult of personality types. But just accept this world we're living in, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what else they're going to do. Exactly. I'm kind of anxious about it, to be honest. But uh, I can't predict. It's, it's really hard. Like everybody who talks about this, they're they not like happy about the situation that the country is in right now. But I can see why he's in power. And I don't have huge hopes for him being elected out. But. I always stay optimistic and maybe there will be a challenger that, I don't know, can be a good rival to him. There's no candidate against him right now. Cool. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, making friends in a new country. That is our topic, making new friends, which is such a cute topic to discuss. <laughs> yeah. It sounds romantic, isn't it? Romantic could be romantic. It seems like it could be vital to find some people around you that are going to support you in some way or just be a social contact, at least, mm -hmm. that could really make or break a person, you know? 
experiencing a new place. I haven't been in another country longer than like a month and a half, so I can't really weigh in on people who are, you know, immigrating and staying long term what that would be like. But I could see that if you are if you're going somewhere alone or you're having a difficult time someplace, like you would want to have just social interaction. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a need. Yeah, it is. From my experience, I was lucky. They were like really nice people. The place I work took me in. Mm. It was also like the first time I was in a different country and I was learning English. I was like really short of vocabulary. Right. So I had lack of confidence. But after like three months, it got better. And yeah, they were like really nice. And um, I really appreciate that they took me in. That's so sweet. So I was able to make friends thanks to them. That's pretty cool. Thing is, people are nice and they do want to connect. I think we forget that in our modern scary world at times, but that's really nice. I think you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I don't know if I told you we have a new roommate. He doesn't speak any English really. And so I've been practicing my Turkish and <laughs> boy, oh boy, when you are in that situation, you realize just how little you know in the language when you can't like fall back on English at all. It's a, a humbling experience. Well, I'm glad that you're having that <laughs> experience. Even though it's very difficult, we both use very simplistic vocabulary to each other, you mm. know, we still can like laugh and have like good conversations, even as, even with the barrier, I still feel like we have mm -hmm. good conversations. Well, um, there are also new ways to make friends now, social media. And right now there are like apps for that. I'm not talking about dating apps meeting apps that you can just sign up and then go like meet new people. Yeah. But how was it in like 40 years or 50 years back? I think you had like neighborhood connection. I think it would be just other like expats from the same country mm -hmm. outside of your workplace or um, whatever you might be involved in. It's like, how, how are you going to put yourself out there? That's hard. Yep. <laughs> Before social media, there were even less avenues to find ways to meet up with people. But I don't know. I feel like I'm forgetting what life was like before. Right. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sure people did connect. I'm sure there were, there were people gathering and maybe even um, neighborhood parties or holidays and things where people would just meet. Mm -hmm. But maybe uh, now it's like that we're, we have social media as this crutch. Mm -hmm. These sort of in-person connections are like spontaneous in-person connections are becoming few and far between. It's also like the question of the day, if you're becoming more alone, more lonely in the era of social media. I wonder how that, how that goes right now. It might be helpful to use social media to reach out to people who are maybe back at home. Now you can FaceTime your parents living in another country or whatever. And every week you can see them if you want. Before then, I bet people did start to feel really uh, homesick and isolated if they were struggling to meet people in the new country. And then 
you know, it takes time to hear back from home. That sounds really hard. So at least social media can like help you keep up with your loved ones a little more easily. Yeah. But on the other hand, I always think about, is it a crutch too? Because if you have those relationships that you can fall back on because of social media and the internet, are you going to become as deeply invested in connecting with people around you where you are? Probably not because it's not going to be a necessity, Mm. right? I've heard this example before. Someone who's really shy and has a lot of like social anxiety, they might never like approach a stranger on the street, right? Like that would be, oh, there's no way. But if they had like a real need, like they needed directions or something like desperately, okay, well then you would see them do it pretty quickly. So the necessity kind of pushes and helps people in a way Mm. when it comes to that like social confidence. So when you take away some of the necessity of it, Mm -hmm. having online connections, maybe it is hindering. Well, if you would move in Turkey, then your first friends will be your neighbors. Would they come to your your door and say... Yeah, they would probably come to your door and bring, um, I don't know, cookies, pie, or wow. dinner they cook at home and then try to learn things about your life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really nice. Yeah, right? If it weren't for Memo, I wouldn't have like a speaking relationship or friendships with people in our apartment building, probably. Yeah. Maybe a little bit with like our next door neighbors, Mm -hmm. but I love that I can talk to people in this building. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. I'm a little jealous that people in Turkey, you move somewhere new, people are still willing to and like bring you food. Oh my God, what? That's (laughs) so nice. We've lost that tradition here 80 years ago. In the maybe big cities, but not not in the suburbs, I guess. Mm, I think it's going away in the suburbs too, actually. Even small towns now, if someone moves, I mean, people don't move into small towns in the US really, occasionally. But even then, I feel like they would be more observing you and like curious about you than going to your door and introducing themselves, you know? Mm. So maybe don't come to the U.S. if you want to make friends with your neighbors easily. (laughs) (laughs) What about at work? I mean, not everyone you work with wants to hang out with you, but some of them might. Whenever I like talk to people at work and even if I like really like them, feel like work friends with them, usually I don't develop an actual friendship with them. I think I would now like given a new opportunity, I would try harder. But it's not, it's not as common, I feel like. Yeah, it's not always easy to let another person in, in your life get into your circle, you know? I think it's easier to let someone in your circle than to be let into another circle. Because I think people kind of have their established group, especially as you get older, people kind of have their group and... Right. That's so true. Some people are kind of unwilling to, to put in the effort to develop... Uh, like a stronger bond with someone again. That's true, yeah. For myself, I'm very willing to add someone to <laughs> my circle, like genuine people that I want to involve in my life. I'm open to that, but a lot of people are scared maybe to make that investment in someone new. Mm-hmm. 
because it takes a lot of work to form that friendship with someone. Like you have to make a concerted effort to be involved in their life and care about them and make time to see them. That does take some effort. Right. I feel like things when I was younger would flow so much more naturally. Like people were so much more open. Now it's like, I feel like people are kind of stuck in their, in their ways and they don't, I don't know. Do you feel that at all? I can't really tell. Nowadays I don't get to meet new people a lot. I think because I work a lot and also like, maybe I feel like I just want to be my own. You want to be on, like spend time on your own. Yeah. Your free time. Yeah. I get to meet people like via some of my, some of the hobbies that I have. I play soccer a lot, but uh, it's just days that we don't like usually like go out and or become friends. Do you think if you asked one of them to go hang out sometime, they would say yes? Yeah, some of them, yes. So maybe it's just a matter of putting yourself out there. I don't know. I feel like I have like enough people around me. No, I don't want to say that. It never feels enough. Right. Depends on the lifestyle that you're having with. I usually work on weekends. That's why maybe. I would say most of my friends are Turkish. Unfortunately. Unfortunately? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that Not unfortunately, of course. Yeah. Well, when you first came here, you stayed like an apartment with with other Turkish people who came, right? Well, I stayed in a hostel. Oh. Outside of New York City in a small town called Lake George. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Beautiful town. It's uh, right by the um, Adirondacks. And people are really nice. I was with an internship, an exchange student program. The company that I'm working with, they arranged my place of stay. So I didn't, I didn't have to find by myself. That's you know? nice, yeah. And there were other students who came with the same program. And my roommates were Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in the same compound I would stay with. I had other people who from a different nationalities too. Right. That sounds like a really fun experience. It was fun, yeah. When they set you up with like a place to live, you wind up being with other people who are in a similar situation to you. So that is like an easy way to connect. If you're talking about like going to college in another country, I think that's probably one of the best situations in terms of making friends because you'll find a lot of people, not just from your country, but also in your same situation being foreign exchange or whatever. And there's just activities, you're seeing people day to day and it's like, university is a little more social than work life. That would be the ultimate dream. What I is? Wish I, I wish I could go to college here. Yeah. I wish I would have gone to college in New York. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, university, I would say a lot of people have success making friends mm-hmm. from college. Yeah. Based on experience, you get to either make friends with, from your childhood, school, college, workplace. It's like a really slight chance that you get just meet, in, meet a stranger in the street and then you become friends. I've been hearing people talk about that, how you should, how we should be trying to do that more, like go outside and make friends. And I'm like, I want to do that, but I'm, I'm really scared. Yeah, me too. I feel like I would be bothering them. (laughs) I don't know. Like they did that experiment on the New York subway Mm -hmm. where they had people, um, try to like talk more to the people sitting next to them. And it didn't work out well. (laughs) 
It did go well, oh, actually. Did? If you ride the subway, you know most people are on their phone or some people read a book, but usually you're not talking to strangers. I mean, very unless someone's asking you for money, mm-hmm. you're not going to talk to strangers on the subway. So they did this experiment where they had people, you know, initiate conversation with other passengers. And like the majority of the time, people liked it and they wanted to talk and they the conversations were positive. It's just that it's just reaching that point. Like nobody wants to be the one to initiate that is a yeah. thing. And I think, I think I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that in the next week. I'm going to try to make a friend outside. So you can hold me accountable to my new life goal. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Let me know. I feel like I'm ready to be this person that just is ready to be rejected, you know, like just for the sake of hoping that there could be a good connection there. Like, I feel like it wasn't at that point in my earlier years of adulthood. Like now it's okay. I can be rejected. It's not a big deal. I'll be over it very quickly. So I'm going to try that and I'll, I'll get back <laughs> with you and our listeners. <laughs> Housing people in your place also another way to make friends. Yeah. You, you and Mel did that too for a couple of years. Yeah, I loved that. It, well, it became too much after a while having mm-hmm. people Airbnb mm-hmm. like nonstop. You should always take breaks from that if possible because it can get overwhelming. <laughs> but I loved that and I made like some of the most amazing connections when we were doing Airbnb. There were some people too that I'm like, oh my gosh, I really like you. Like, I wish you didn't live in Germany. Like, (laughs) you know, and people get scared to initiate conversation in that situation too, but it's a little bit easier, you know, because we're going to see each other probably, (laughs) you know, at some point, but you've done the same thing. What do you think about that? It was like one of the best experiences that I had. Yeah. Majority of them are like really nice, awesome people. Yeah, I'd have to agree. You could stay at Airbnb when you go to a new country and mm-hmm. make friends with your hosts. I always have like a great time talking to hosts when I go to an Airbnb. And if you're staying in a new country, you have this um this company that's kind of overseeing things. So if the person is crazy, like you have some security through Airbnb, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if they turn out to be great, then you might make a lifelong friend. So, I think it's like a really good idea actually to befriend your hosts. This is crazy, but like that's that's how I met my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I didn't even think about that well, until that luck didn't go out for me well. Then <laughs> Memo is luckier than me then. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying you should like set up an Airbnb to find a girlfriend. Or <laughs> Some people That's do. Crazy. That could be a, a rom-com. <laughs> Definitely. I think Airbnb should like come here and make an interview with, with you both. I'll reach out to them. That like. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, by the way, Airbnb is not sponsoring this episode. I'm telling you. <laughs> Definitely not. Airbnb is not a perfect situation. I'll just yeah. want to put that out there. And no, they don't sponsor, but you can if you want. Um, <laughs> anyway, but staying at an Airbnb in, new, in a new place, you never know what it may lead to. <laughs> <laughs> but I have developed those friendships. I did become close to people mm-hmm. 
living in their home. I don't know. I recommend it. Like I said, if the person is like a weirdo, like at least you have the company to fall back on and they'll usually take care of you pretty well. Yeah. What's the point of staying in a hotel? It's, I don't know. Well, I do stay at hotels (laughs) sometimes. It depends on the circumstance, honestly. And I've also like, I had fun staying in a hostel before too. Like also similar situation. You have a lot of uh, tourists that are there. So they're like doing the same thing as you. So you kind of bond with them. If you were like open to like talking to people, that's such a great experience. So I decided to reach out online because I wanted to get more feedback about how people living in new countries made friends. So I asked and people answered and I'm very excited about that. That was so nice of them. So this person says, join pre-existing communities, social sporting leagues, D&D groups. Um, Okay, this person, I thought this sounded really cool. My husband created a Facebook group for expats, which connected us with many friends and a way to share information. We hosted a few appetizers at the beach to connect people, learn to take it slow to ensure a solid friendship rather than relationship of convenience. Now we are trying to learn the local language and eliminate the barrier. Volunteering is a way to make connections to practice language skills too. Well, someone said Bumble friends. Yeah, the Bumble app. Have you... Um... Okay, I know Bumble, but... Well, okay. there's a friendship part of the app too. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's just for women or not, but I've made friends on there before. Not lasting, but I've had a good experience with it. That's one you can try. I don't know about... I guess apparently it's in other countries because this person mentioned it, but uh, let me see. This person said she made a bunch of friends through her internship. My tips would be to force yourself out of your shell. Sometimes you'll be in a situation with a bunch of introverts and just have to be the one to start up a conversation. It can be daunting at first, but in a lot of cases, people really appreciate someone making the effort to connect and often reciprocate. Agreed. Fullheartedly with that. Don't be scared, people. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Sports clubs, hobbies, volunteering. uh, I'll help by putting you in social environments that are structured and have frequent schedules. That's a thing. Structure, I think. Yeah, that is it. Uh, Gives you the chance to keep seeing the same people who share your interests and hopefully build relationships with them. But I think being open is extremely important. You've got to be willing to put yourself out there in any situation in your new country. A chat in a bar, saying yes to a coffee after a morning run club, inviting people to have dinner with you or join you at a concert or sports match or whatever. All of them come with the risk of being turned down or of not working out, but it's only by taking that leap of faith that you eventually find your people. Yes, agreed fully. I want to invite people to my house. (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) This person says, the local pub. All right. I don't want my PlayStations to be stolen. Sorry, I'm not doing that. Oh, the open your house? Well, I'm not going to leave them unattended in my house. Anyway, thank you to expats for... Are we considered expats? Let me look it up. An immigrant is seen as someone who has moved to another country permanently, and an expat may be seen to have moved to a country temporarily. May be more likely to move around than an immigrant. Okay. So, yeah, you could be considered an expat. 
Okay, not so fast. That's the sunny. You might go back to Turkey. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people I talk to like really consider going back home. And I get that. Life is hard here. After all the novelty is weared off, you've been away for a long time. And if you like feel some kind of dissatisfaction, it's pretty easy to be like, all right, I did this, like I'm over it. And I just want to go back to the place I grew up. Settle down, you know. I know people who find a good career here and could stay forever, but there's still like just kind of this dissatisfaction being away from family and the things that are close to you from your home country that can still really depress people. Yeah. I have my moments sometimes. I've been seeing that a lot lately and it's really demoralizing. I don't know. When you first come to New York, it's so incredible. It's this amazing place with amazing people, things to do and just opportunities. Exactly. And it kind of sucks when it's not that anymore. (laughs) I still think it's an amazing privilege to get to live here and it's like a beautiful place. I'm not trying to be negative about it. If someone wants to move to the city, like they should try to make it happen. Yeah, I agree with you as long as you can afford to live here. Yeah. And this new, I don't know, maybe it's not up to me to criticize new mayor's office. It's making it really hard for working class to live in the city. Agreed. So. Honestly, it's crazy to say this because everyone hated uh, de Blasio so much, but like I miss those times. (laughs) There was still a chance, you know. And also COVID changed things too. It's not like just our new mayor, but he wasn't like a huge, I don't know, two-face. I feel like our mayor is, and he has like shady connections apparently. Anyway, I never thought I would say that I missed de Blasio. Never thought that day would come, (laughs) but it has. That is crazy. They even tried to bring new toll rates to all bridges that connect Manhattan to other boroughs that's freaking crazy it's all one city but to go to one part of it yeah what's the daily life in manhattan now (laughs) (laughs) i tell memo all the time he needs to put out like information for turkish tiktok so they could see like the reality and stop coming over here and (laughs) stop these influencers who are like just come that to is, Manhattan. That is so crazy. I've been There's seeing money these. in the streets. Come rake it up. Yeah, people really think that there's like money in the trees that you can just come and like pick it up, you know? It's not that easy. I know, it's a serious problem. More people need to know about this. Maybe we should do something about it. Maybe we should do <laughs> something. We should, we should step up, you know? <laughs> I've been living in the city for six years. I There's one thing I know, it's not... The life is easy and you're going to rake up money? Yeah. Yeah. I would be a billionaire. I would be a fucking billionaire right now. But that is how it is. People come here. They really have no idea. They just like, they saw some videos online and they're like, well, our our economy is like in the shitter. Like I might as well try this, see if I can better my situation. Then they come here. They can barely survive. They can barely pay rent. It's a serious problem. Now that we've done our shitting on how hard it is to live in New York City. (laughs) I think easy you can make friends here. One of the cities is New York City. Yeah. 
I mean, people always say like people in yoga are mean and stuff. No, they're not mean. They're really friendly and nice. Yeah. They're just busy. <laughs> yeah, you summed it up perfectly. Yeah. That's what it is. But uh, if you want to connect with people who are not just other immigrants from your country and you cast that net and go do things and get involved and take the risks, then you're probably going to find more people. You are going to find more people. Hands down. Sure. I'm glad to talk about this because this topic is relevant to other people, not just people in a new country, because we all need friends. And I think most people would be happy to have like a new friend, even if people are closed off or they don't want to put an effort. I think they would still admit that it would be nice to have like a new friend that they really admire. It's important. And yeah, I just wish everyone to be bold and take the initiative and try it and don't be scared of being rejected or like the worst case scenario because usually it's not going to be that bad. Also, I'm going to get back in with you on my attempt to make a new friend this week. <laughs> the last thing you said, even being rejected, gives me some anxiety. <laughs> it's hard to be rejected. Yeah. Even if you are a secure person, securing yourself, it still causes this feeling, you know, in your body, like yeah, alarm bells going off. You're like a douchebag, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it's hard, but it's also like something that you get over. <laughs> yeah. There's no person that's never been rejected in life. I guess I'm good. I'm not going to make... Trying to make new friends right now. Here's another point I want to say. Mm -hmm. You don't have to put yourself out there till you feel ready to. I'm glad you said that because you can wait until you feel like you're in the right frame of mind. You can work on yourself first and then go out. That's fine too. But if you're ready, either you'll make a great new friend or that person will kind of like fall off and it won't be that big a deal. So either way, it'll be... A-okay. <laughs> but still, I gotta do it. <laughs> That's fine. Just kidding. Alright. Thanks again for listening. And we will be back next week. See you guys next week. Email us at interculturepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media at interculturepod.